Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Rebecca Atkinson-Lord, and you're listening to The Legacy Tapes, a series of podcasts discussing ideas of legacy and what it means to leave something behind in the ephemeral medium of theatre. And I'm here at Derby Theatre chatting to Sarah Brigham, who is uh, the brilliant and indomitable artistic director here. Hello, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> um, so we've just been chatting for like 20 minutes before I remember to press record, because that's how these podcasts work. Um, so you tell me a little bit about what it was when you came here, because I feel like Derby Theatre has, yeah. I feel like Derby Theatre has transformed in the, in the three or four years? Three years, yeah, yeah, just over three years. Um, so tell me what it was when you came here, what, what it was you wanted to see happen. Gosh, um, I think the challenge was it didn't know what it was really. So it had, so it had been a really successful producing house, and um, you know, it done some big shows and all of that kind of thing. But then it it had had its period of darkness, shall mm-hmm. we say? Um, and then the university bought it. They tried to run it with an, with another local operator for a bit. That hadn't totally worked out for them. And then they were just kind of stuck in a we don't know what we want it to be mm. thing. And, I, and in some ways, I think that's kind of what attracted me to it. Like the, the link with the university and the link with learning and education and genuine commitment to its community that it sits within was what attracted me. Um, and the opportunity to do something with that. Um, and I guess what we went through, I went when I first arrived, I kind of, I think I brought some things with me that are just values, really, mm. just a set of values that I yeah. hold. Um, but then I did a lot of talking to community, to the artists, to the people who worked here, some of whom had been made redundant like mm. two or three times um, because of the history of the place. Um, and kind of, and all that then kind of synergised into, I guess, the vision that we're now that we're now doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And when you're thinking about, because there's something quite wonderful about being able to sculpt something anew. Yeah. Like, not many people get to do that. Mm. They have all this weight, although yeah. I suppose it's a different kind of yeah, weight. Yeah. Um, we'll always take a theatre that's failing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go in after someone who's done a great job, because then you're just up against it. Like, <laughs> Whereas actually, yeah, yeah it's really yeah. easy to yeah. be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Anything was going to be better than what happened <laughs> most recently to it. Sorry. Uh, no, yeah. no. I, do you know what? I'm totally with you. I'm, t- I'm absolutely with you on that. I, I may have followed some of those strategies myself. Um, what so when you're thinking about this place do you think about long term like do you, are you thinking about what you want this to be in 10 or 20 or 50 years yeah. or is it about day to day meeting those values it's both it's both when I very first arrived <clears throat> it was we had um, I think I had something like 8 or 9 months before I had to put in the NPO application mm. and um, I was advised quite strongly from different quarters that it was unlikely that Derby would get back into the into the portfolio and mm. um, and so I just kind of, so at that point it was head down and run, yeah. <laughs> um, run for a vision um, and just worked really, yeah, just, just, just worked at, at ensuring that there was a vision that we were heading towards, but that 
day in, day out, the staff and the uh, people who worked here were totally bought into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that's the biggest thing that you do when you enter a building is you take hold of the culture of the building. And I think especially with the vision as it is here, you know, this idea of learning and, and the art not being two separate tenements that they're kind of completely intrinsically linked like it was really vital that from day one I took a hold of the culture within the building and said actually we don't have to run like a normal regional rep you know and I've worked in a lot where they're great places but they're very you know they're very siloed they work in their size if you work in one department you don't ever step into another you don't see your job as doing x y or z and um, you know, and sometimes for good reasons why that's happened and history and all those things. But it was really important on a day-to-day to go, actually, that's not what we're doing here. Um, and making that really clear, really transparent and mm. really clear to everyone we employed and to the people who came into the building. Um, but, of course, in doing that, we had to have a vision of, like, you know, 10 years down the line, where is it we're trying to get to? Um but yeah, and 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 I think and I think actually the pressure of having that NPO application was really good because it just meant I just had to you know there was no I, I couldn't take any prisoners really it was just like oh, this is where we're going this is what we're yeah. doing let's have a conversation about it but once we've had that conversation and you've offered your ideas if you're not on board then you know go and work somewhere else because yeah. we don't have time for this this is you know this is this is the, this is what we need to do now yeah um, yeah and I, I think that yeah that just kind of set the course for us really. Um, so okay so talk a little bit about the learning and the art being in in, like fundamentally linked intrinsically linked yeah I mean I I guess it comes from lots of different places it partly comes from the fact that I've worked in education teams and always been the team that's down the corridor that everyone says is important but Mm. actually you never get given any budget and (laughs) no one ever comes to see the actual work you put on stage and all of those things it comes from that it comes from the fact that actually in theatre we are a learning environment. And I think that's the biggest thing, like, especially with the technical team, when you start having that conversation, like, actually, most people don't go and study to be XXX. They, you know, they they start because they go down the local village hall and someone goes, oh, do you want to rig a light? And they go, oh, yeah, all right then. And that, that kind of old-fashioned apprenticeship idea mm. actually is very prevalent in theatre culture. So it's not, it's not an alien thing to us. Mm. It's just that I think... We've talked about education and art as two separate things. Mm. And also just that thing that I think, you know, when you're making a piece of art, if your process is really well researched, really well thought through, really well, you know, considered, then your art is better. And therefore you are learning. And as an artist, you are learning. Mm. So I, do, so I, think, I think that we've gone, we've somehow ended up in a, in a place where the education department and the artistic department are seen as separate. And I'm not quite sure how we've ended up there because I don't think that they necessarily have to yeah. be. Um, and, and in terms of like my interest, my political interest in terms of different voices on stage and different people at the helms of organisations, like that is only going to happen if your education team are absolutely mm. on it. So, you know as a girl from Hull whose parents didn't work in theatre mm. the only reason I'm working in theatre is because I went to Hull Truck Youth Theatre and yeah. Damien Cruden who was then the youth theatre director it was free to attend so like that was an amazing thing he did really kind of relevant work for, with us but he also did some Shakespeare and some you know other stuff that really stretched me and, and made me you know at the age of kind of 15 go oh right okay there's something outside of my 
um, sphere of, of knowing. Mm. And so I just kind of go, well, if that's what happened to me, then there's got to be 101 other people um, who that's as important yeah. to. Um, but what we've done is we've kind of really looked at it from bottom up and from top down. So every single member of the st- of staff goes through a training programme, an annual training programme, um, where we come together four times a year, everyone in the building, um, but we also, in between those four times a year, then have regular training to develop our teaching facilitation skills mm-hmm. so that <clears throat> even if you're a technician, you have been trained to say, okay, when you rig that light, how do you explain to a member of public who stood next to you how you've rigged that light? Yeah. And, you know, for some people, that's not what they got into theatre to do, that's not what they want to do, and that's fine, then this isn't the building for them. Yeah. But actually... Once you get into conversations with people, they go, oh, yeah, well, that's how I learn. That's, yeah. that's, you know, so why wouldn't I want to do that? Why wouldn't I want to do that? And until you that? can explain something to someone, you don't know how to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's really important. And, that, and, and what, what that means, because we come together to do that um, also, is like we have four times a year when everyone in the building is together in these massive days that are just like really good fun and like the first one was daunting like mm. I went in going oh there are going to be some people who absolutely do not buy into this this is terrifying but actually because we got it right and because we thought about how to do it they're now kind of like people look forward to them because it's the time we come together and it's the time we talk about that and we also talk about our, our organization's values and we talk about you know we celebrate success and we talk about what we could do better and it just gives us a real opportunity to be on mission really mm. and and everyone from, you know, myself as the chief exec all the way through the organisation, <clears throat> people who work in finance, people who work in, uh, who work in learning, as mm-hmm. it's, you know, officially told, people who work backstage, everybody takes part in that um, and understands their role within that. And then if I do suddenly go, actually, we've got a work experience placement from, who, from wherever this week, can they sit in finance for half a day? that person isn't freaked out and just goes, oh, yeah, you know, stick them in a corner and give them some spreadsheets to look at. (laughs) Actually, they understand what their role in that is and that's part of their job description. So there's that side of it. And then it's about the the art and how we actually create the art. And sometimes um, it is, you know, as any regional theatre, we choose to do shows for commercial reasons because we've got to make the numbers add up. Mm. But sometimes it comes from a learning agenda. So... Um, we had an interest, we, had a, we were starting to have conversations with um, Bernardo's and about young people in care. Mm. It's a particular kind of passion of mine about offering opportunities to those young people. And at the same time, an English teacher came to us with a novel by Siobhan Dowd called Solace of the Road and said, oh, you know, this would be great to see this on stage because we want to study it with our kids. And so we went through about an 18-month process where we made our main stage production an adaptation of that novel in collaboration with young people who had gone through the care system, with Bernardo's, with a researcher from the university, with this English teacher who then developed a whole package of work for schools around Derbyshire. And that was one of our, you know, we only make three main house shows a year, but we've committed our resource to that and said, okay, this is important. This is, you know, it's a piece of new writing and it's not going to do massive box office, but actually in terms of our agenda is, is, is yeah. answering a lot of things and the, the benefits of this are much wider than mm. what hits our bottom line and of course you then have to you know you have to match that up with a brass off or a kez or a whatever it is that's mm. going to really put bubbles on seats and they're in themselves of you know that they have kind of reasons for doing that and integrity but 
it means that then there are times when you can really go, actually, the learning is driving the art. And I don't think it means that it suffers. No. Like, interestingly, our audiences loved that show. So, you know. I think there's something about, I think, because I think the best art is the art that asks questions Mm -hmm. about the world. And we all sit there in that space together and and think about those questions. Exactly. And actually, when you look at learning as asking questions and figuring out the answers, it's all the fucking same thing. Absolutely. Um, And, yeah. I think I think sometimes yeah. a lot of the a lot of the language we use around it, like learning and participation and education, yeah. and it's like actually it's not helpful. No, yeah, it's just totally. we're just going to get together. We're going to ask questions. Yeah. We're going to figure shit out. That is exactly which it. is just what art does. That is exactly it. That is exactly it. And and with our so with our ushers, for instance, like it, like you look at that and you go. So our ushers, are the people who every night meet our audience. Mm. Why are we not talking to them about the work? Yeah. Like a really simple thing. Yeah. Like these ushers who come in on, you know, minimum wage to open doors and look after, they look after the safety of our, of our mm. audiences. You know, if there's a fire, they're the ones responsible yeah. to get them out of the building. But they're also the people who meet them every night and have the most conversations. I'm here some nights, but not every night. They know them by name quite often. And you go, right, so why are we not getting our rushes to know about that work and to talk about that yeah. work? And it's just, once you start to think about it in that way and not about, oh, this is a learning day when we just do a push. Okay, so I think my next question is probably, because um, I'm conscious that we haven't got that much time, so there are mm. two key, key, key questions I want to ask. So I think <laughs> the first one is, um, why do you do this? You talk a lot about values, and I'm really conscious that values and ethics are central to what the hell I'm doing in yeah. the yeah like what why why are you here because uh, <laughs> like genuinely I think theatre changes the world like I know it sounds like no. all of that but I genuinely that's what I genuinely think um, and I think specifically theatre in the regions has something really important to do like you are a community centre that's what you are you're, you're not just some venue that you know someone can go to or they can go to 10 other venues like actually you're you're the option you're Mm. the option in town that's you so you have to be there and you have to be a church a community center a gathering place and i think when theater more than any other art form you sit in a room together and you laugh together you cry together and you have an experience together and only you 500 people that night have that experience tomorrow Mm. is different and something passes between actor and audience and between audience member and audience member and between actor and actor and all of those things and that is totally unique and I think that if every I think if every young person went to youth theatre as like obligatory national service life would be a lot our world would be a friendlier happier more thoughtful place Mm. like there was a there was a report that said young people who go to youth theatre are more likely to vote yeah, that's how important it is. Like that's how important. And they started it is. running improvisation classes yeah. in prisons yeah. and in and, and in all sorts of yeah. kind of marginal yeah. groups because it engages yeah. the heart and it engages the mind and it engages your it, it asks you what you think of the world. Okay. So I think in any piece of work that I make, even the commercial stuff that we do, because you know often for financial reasons here I do because it's got something to say like I you know I, I chose to direct a case because I wanted to say something about the education system it was at that time of Gove and and I was just like we're going back we're going back to that time mm. you know brassed off I had a massive amount to say to this to this community um with the Kelly pit closing you know the last pit closing last last year mm. um so it, it's just like yeah and I, so I, I that's why I do it because I genuinely genuinely think theatre has a massive impact and has the opportunity to be an agent for change. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me, eat, for God's sake, eat your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so many, many, many years hence, mm-hmm. um, when you go from A, yeah. this place, Derby Theatre, mm-hmm. but then B, much later, this temporal plane, mm-hmm. what is it that you want to leave behind? or what do you want and you can interpret this in any way you want because some people are like I want like John McGrath was like I want a really fucking awesome like funeral <laughs> where everyone's like that man changed nice. my life wow um, <laughs> and then other people are like I kind of want to I, I want to disappear but I want to leave a ripple mm-hmm. so you can interpret it as you like what 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 do you want to leave changed um Ooh, Let's start with leaving hard. Derby Theatre. <clears throat> I think I think whenever you leave any organisation, especially when you've led it, it's really hard, isn't it? And I've been thinking a lot about legacy in relation to previous jobs. And there's a bit of me that goes, have, if 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 an if an organisation fails after you've left or it doesn't do as well, um, have you failed? Because actually, it's been dependent on you, and you haven't in, you haven't empowered the people mm. within you. And I think there is something in that, and yeah. I think I've possibly been guilty of that previously. So it's about how do you genuinely, you know, actually you leave a place, and that place is not only still standing, it's thriving, and it's ready to go in a new direction that's more exciting and even better, and all those things. And even though on a personal level, you might be a little bit like, oh, oh, you're getting on well without me. I'm sad. Actually, that's what you should. That's what we should yeah. be aiming for. That's yeah. what we should be aiming for. So I think there's that. I think that you. Can earn, I think I really hope, and I hope that I do, that you inspire not just the next generation, but but a generation of you know artists or makers or people who have come into contact with that organisation whilst you've been there. That somehow you have taken them further along the path than where they were when they first met you, mm. and maybe that you've discovered some of those people as well and, and unearthed and, and left a really vibrant ecology. And I think specifically for Derby, what I'd hope is that there is a really vibrant arts ecology, because when I arrived, it was not... It, it, it was, there was lots happening, but nothing spurred to anything else, and it felt like it was happening dis, despite the theatre rather than because of <laughs> do you know what I mean there was all these little companies yeah. doing stuff but they weren't they, you know they were very disconnected from, from the central scene and yeah they were happening despite despite mm. us not because of us and I'd hope that when I do eventually leave Derby that actually they kind of feel like the doors have well and truly been open and actually this is their building mm. and that they have a stake and that when the next person comes they don't go with the begging bowl going, oh, could you possibly maybe please? Yeah. They go and go, actually, it's your responsibility. Yeah, this is our place, and it's your responsibility to do mm. that. Um, in the biggest, grander scheme of things, God, that is so hard. I guess you just want to feel... I guess it does come back to that politi- politicalised thing. I want to feel like people... People give a fuck <laughs> about theatre and that they've they've seen something that I've done or or been engaged in something that I've done and gone that sparks me to then do X mm. um, I guess that's what you want um, massive funeral not really so everyone to have a nice drink and listen to some good <laughs> music probably um, mm. but yeah just yeah I guess that's I guess that's what I think um, 
And yeah, of course, <clears throat> from a personal point of view as an artist, you want to make some great art. Mm. You want you just want to make art. You just want to make art that that changes people. Like the great art that I've seen, and I think that shows that I go, oh, that genuinely changed how I see the world. Like mm. that made me think differently. And I guess that's what what you want to do really with your work is you, you want people to go, you know, or maybe not think differently, but to at least think, just mm. to go away going, yeah, right, I'm. I'm, I'm going to think about that. And yeah. I'm going to consider my place within that. Mm. I guess. Okay, it's a big question. <laughs> it, is, it is a big question, and it's a tough one because yeah. because you, it makes you think about things you don't necessarily want to think about. Mm. But also, I think there's something about. Yeah, tomorrow I might have a really good answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's good to like, kind of, it's, it's a good question. Um, if you do, let me know. Yeah. Natalie Ivo, after I interviewed her, called me and left a couple of voicemails with the things she should have said. <laughs> It's like, can we just slot this in? Brilliant, amazing. <laughs> um, which was awesome. Yeah, I think the thing, because <clears throat> I've been asking that question, I've been thinking about it a lot, in that I think, I think the thing, I can't quite separate the thing I want to leave professionally from the thing I want to leave personally. Yeah, no, I can't. <clears throat> which I think is that what I want from my existence is that where I am, yeah. this was better. Yeah. yeah. And whatever this is, yeah, this was, like, I want to have been a positive force yeah. for change somehow yeah and I think somehow because sometimes my art's really like in my head I'm like this is going to change how people yeah. think about mm-hmm. children um and yeah. it probably doesn't they probably don't give a shit yeah but maybe maybe it was a little bit better because I thought about yeah, it for totally. 10 minutes yeah totally mm. hmm and um, any good theatres where people leave the room talking like you know you don't want them just to go Oh, that was nice. So, should we go to Pizza Express? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You want yeah. them to leave the thing going, what did you think about that? I thought this. Oh, I thought this. Oh, thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and argue about it. And, mm. and feel like they can argue about it. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that I've been thinking about in this little era of doom that we're living in just mm. now yeah. is this sense that there's no space to disagree and it'd be okay. Mm. Like, now we're so polarised. So if you disagree... That is so like, true. You know, you're either a liberal loony yeah. or you're a fucking Tory. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that there's so no true. middle. There's no genuine yeah. conversation. Yeah. I can just have a different opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really um, true. And I think about it a lot in terms of politics. Like, I think about some of kind of the more centrist politicians that aren't necessarily the people that I would vote for because of their ideologies. But I'm like, okay, I get that you're doing this yeah. because it's what you think is the best. Yeah. I get that, and I so yeah. respect you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I miss mm. in, in political mm. life, like that my faith in their yeah. in their commitment to doing the best, to doing the best, whatever that, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. that gender is, yeah, yeah, best. totally, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that chance, that chance really to true. talk to each other. I hadn't really thought about that. That sense that maybe just the thing is that we all get to talk and argue about something, yeah, and it's okay. Mm. Which is why it's so important that your your front of house team, yeah, own I'm ready for that. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they need to. Yeah, they need to be ready for those conversations, don't they? And mm. mm. um, last thing, who has been the most? Because I feel like you're talking about whole track. Like, yeah. who who has left a legacy? Who has left their mark on you? Um, I think, I, 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 without a doubt, uh, going to whole track youth theatre. Yeah, totally not me. That's what made me go. Oh, I can do this. Um, and uh, Damien, God love him, was just, was great, you know. 
he was he kind of he instilled a real discipline in us mm. and an ambition. I think that was great. But gosh, there's been so many people. There was a, I had an amazing teacher at Breton, uh, Linda. God, her surname's completely gone out my head. And she really inspired me because she because she was probably the first woman that I met who was really strong, really talented, um, funny. Uh, she was just kind of like, oh, she's great, intelligent. Like, she's great. And I think she made a massive impact on me. Um, and then obviously there's bits of art that I've seen uh, that you go, oh, that was, you know, that kind of changed how I thought about X, Y, and Z. But I think... I, I think I think that those two people in teaching roles probably made the most impact, mm. which is maybe then why I then think actually opening doors for this people is the way to change the world. Is the way to is yeah, is the way to move things on. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's a nice place to stop. Yeah. Oh, that was easy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.